Well, welcome to Crevetti Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. I don't know what number podcast this is, but hopefully uh, we're up five, six, or seven now. And we're going to take a really different angle today on Dr. Mike Crevetti. And uh, we are here with one of my patients for a long time, uh, Mr. Frank Woodbeck. And the reason we're here together today is because, we, number one, we've known each other six or seven years. We've been working together. When I say working together, <clears throat> we've been working on his knees. Uh, you, uh, those of you that don't know uh, Mr. Woodback, he, everybody knows Mr. Woodback here in town uh, from Las Vegas to Henderson, uh, currently the CEO at uh, Three Square, uh, doing God's work uh, around uh, the city, especially in these tough times. Now, let me tell you a little bit about uh, six years ago, and I looked up our first visit today. Frank, oh, right? good. I looked up our first visit, I want to hear and it was 2014, <laughs> and you were complaining of knee pain, and back then... Uh, um, you had arthritis in your knees. Right. Kind of started in your kneecaps, and you had arthritis in your knees. And tell us, tell or tell me, tell everybody, why? What happened then? Because you already had it. Why now go to the doctor? Okay. Well, I, I, what I want to do, and, and what I said to you when I walked in the door, and we sat down, and I and I had met you before, but I said uh, uh, I have some pain in my knees. I need to get it checked out, but I want to keep all my original parts. That was my absolute <laughs> line. I want to keep all my original parts. Well, we did for and a while. you said, okay. And, uh, and then you went through a, a litany of, of potential treatments, and, uh, which started with cortisone shots. And you said, we're going to try that, and I want to see how long a cortisone shot lasts and how, how you feel. And at that point, I said, okay, great. Let's, let's try that. We did. And, it, and they felt fine. And I said, I'm saying to myself, well, maybe I don't have to get them replaced ever. You know, I said, but you know, you're giving me that as kind of the final step. And um, so we went on for, let's see, we went that first year, it was probably eight months later, maybe 10 months later, mm -hmm. when yep. I came back to get another cortisone shot because it began aching again. But you had predicted it might be a month, it might be two months, it could be six months, you didn't know. And so I came back and we got another cortisone <laughs> shot and we went on and this went on. Sounds for, like me, I mean it all just start, sounds like me. Yeah, so. it went on for, <laughs> we for have records. really several years and, and uh, I, would, I would come in and, they, and your assistant knew my routine. I would call her and say I have to come in for a cortisone shot, she'd give me an appointment, we come in, we take an x-ray, take another look, cortisone shot and then go on about our business. You know, the thing that's amazing about it is that when, we, when patients come to see us the first time, they're always said, well, you know, when they're coming to the surgeon, they always think they're coming for surgery. You know, we try, yeah. to, we try to convince them here that there's other alternatives, and surgery is the last option. So when I gave you those three options, I said, cortisone, we, we give that cortisone and we see how long it lasts. You were one of the, the super lucky ones, right? And sometimes, depending on how bad the arthritis is, it's a 50-50 deal. Either you're going to be one of the ones that just does great with it, and I'll see you in six or eight months, or it's going to last three weeks, and then we got to go to step two, which is are the gel injections. So even when cortisone fails, even when it fails, it doesn't mean we're going to the OR. So, I mean, think about it. Six years, you and I go right, exactly. back, back and forth on, uh, on taking care of these knees. And finally, you know, when we, as we got down the road and the cortisone lasted, and what, what did you feel like? How did you know it was time to come for another shot? What, what, what drove you I would there? just kind of feel, feel some aching because I was, you know, if I was climbing stairs or anything that would, where the achiness would, I would always feel some kind of achiness, but where it would continue. 
And I knew, and I would, didn't have swelling or anything, I would just know that it was time for another shot. Yeah, when it starts to wear off, it's amazing how you start to know, right? Um, People always ask me, well, how am I going to know I need another injection? Well, you'll know. You'll know. (laughs) You'll know. How am I going to know when I need surgery? It feels a little different. You'll know, right? You'll know. So we went down the road, and then one day I remember, uh, and this is uh, when we did your knee replacement, you came in, and and we got to talking, and you were losing some motion, and what made that come that appointment you had a different attitude that, that was day. A, right that was a very different appointment and I, I remember it very distinctly and it was in April and I came in for a shot and you know went off thinking okay I'm, I'm good and then three weeks later just three weeks later it started feeling bad again and I started getting some lack of motion and I started getting some swelling so I said uh oh so I came back in again and you said, I can't do another cortisone shot just yet. It takes, you know, you have to wait X number of weeks. And I said, okay, what are my alternatives? He said, well, we can start the gel treatment. I said, okay, what if that, well, if that works, it's fine, but what if it doesn't work? What if it's, you know, what if, what's the next step after that? And that was when you revealed to me what the actual knee replacement was like now. It wasn't like what my buddies have had wasn't like what my dad had five times. It wasn't like what my brother had just a few months before. Yeah. And you explained it to me. You looked. I said, hmm. And I said, okay, when do we, how long does it take? You explained that to me. And when can you do it? Well, I can do it as early as June 1st. It just struck me at that point that now was the time to do it for a couple of different very important reasons. This is a COVID-19 period that just started. I didn't want to be in a hospital. Yeah. Didn't want to be in a hospital. The fact that I could come to a surgery center, and I've been on a tour through the surgery center, I knew all the elements of it, the, the, the overnight stay, the whole nine yards. I had talked to my wife about it. And so it just struck me that, okay, you know, when something in the back of your mind says, now is the time, now is the time. And we always tell people, You'll tell me, right? When do, when do, I, exactly when do right. I need surgery? And the answer, and not being a wise guy, but my answer is, well, I think, I think you'll know when it's, it's ready. ready. That's I exactly mean, right. we, had, we had built up a trust over the six years. I could have said to you in 2018, I think you need to do your knee now. And, and with our trust that we had, you would have said, you know, I think you might be right, right? If I'd have said that. But the point was... I wouldn't say that to you because I do do have a great relationship with you, and I figured, I mean, you're you're just that guy that you'll tell me when it's time. So hearing that story at the end to all the people who are waiting on a knee replacement, it all comes down to the three things that you said: fail the conservative treatment, right? So we did everything, and then. After that, uh, you had the x-rays, and you have everything that makes you a candidate. So you got bone-on-bone arthritis. You got some bone spurs. You're losing some motion. So you're a candidate. You fail conservative treatment. And then came the one I think that I really want to talk to you about is quality of life. Like, you have, you're always have a smile on your face. You're just that guy. And quality of life is probably number one for me as opposed to number three. But uh, by the books, it's number three. So what kind of things weren't you doing that you were doing before? Uh, golfing was one of them. I mean, I'm not a good golfer, but I was periodically would go out, and I knew I couldn't do that. Oh, perfect. We can go together. Since and you... Right there. We can go together. <laughs> right. Uh, and then um, 
uh, I have a 14-year-old. We have a grandson that we adopted when he was five, and uh, he's now 14 years old. He's six foot tall, and we would throw the football sometimes in the yard and that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't have that mobility. Um, I wanted to maintain mobility as long as I, you know, could for, and I travel a bit in business, and so I didn't. I, I felt some some mobility uh, uh, limitations at that point. And so, and especially if I had to go up and down stairs, because I, I do go to Washington sometimes, and I'm, I, I visit uh, uh, our congressional delegation, and sometimes it's more efficient to take a set of back stairs to get to their office or something like that. And so I noticed that back in February. So all these factors were building in my in my head at that point. And I'm saying, okay, that's my that's my quality of life. In other words, those are the elements that I want to know that I have this freedom to continue doing. But isn't it amazing, because I hear this all the time, isn't it amazing what you're willing to do to put off the surgery? Like, the, go to the back steps, right? Or, or do, don't let somebody see me here, or how long you try to prolong it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and it's, that's, I always say that there, people make a decision, knee replacement, physically and mentally. So physically, you have disability, right? You can't bend that knee, can't get out of your car. You gotta take the back steps. But knee replacements in your, you gotta be mentally ready for that commitment because you gotta focus on that knee because the only thing that's gonna make it great is your focus on that knee, obsessing over it for those first five or six weeks. Exactly, and then 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 what had to happen? In other words, it wasn't what it used to be. It's not your grandfather's knee operation anymore. Yeah, true. Uh, and um, that 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 was the, that was the clincher for me because it was not you go in you cut it from here down to there and then we replace this whole thing with a mechanism. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not that. It's it's a it's a different it's a different deal. Let's tell them about let's tell them about the day we know why we decided. So they so you come. I tell you you're going to have it in the surgery center, which obviously is unique to the city, uh, maybe unique to the country. I don't know. And stay overnight with me for a couple of days. And chef's going to cook for you. Have your Your wife gets to stay. You're no IV, no gown. You're in your cool clothes and just literally chilling. So the day you come in for surgery, you're nervous. What are you feeling? I mean, we've been friends a long, know each other a long time. Yeah, I, I wasn't that nervous, to be honest with you. I really wasn't that nervous. I, 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 um, uh, I wasn't in a hospital, quite frankly. <laughs> that was one of the things that didn't make me, that, that took some of that nervousness away. So I wasn't that nervous. I was just, I was, uh, and yeah, I was anticipating everything. Yeah. I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know exactly how I was going to feel afterwards. <laughs> I, I knew that you that, that uh, someone would have me up and walking down the hallway in the. In the uh, on the football field that you have painted in the hallway, and I would have to have that. And uh, but I didn't know how tough it would be afterwards. I didn't know about rehabilitation, particularly or anything. Yeah. But no matter, uh, how, no matter how many times we talk about it, no matter what the website says, no matter what, it's still you're still not sure. Oh no. You never had a knee replacement. You're still wondering what is that going to be like. Am I going to be able to walk after this? I get that all the time. Can I walk today? I'm like, well, you're going to walk in the recovery room. I'm going to walk in the recovery room. Eyes get big, you know, and with the, the we put the pain block in. Right. So you got the numbing block in your leg. <clears throat> so pain-wise, we knew you were going to be okay afterwards. Uh, we go back to the operating room, right? You're you're laying there. You go off to sleep. You know, 45 minutes later, we're in the recovery room. You remember waking up there? 
Oh, I do remember waking up there. And yeah. I quite what, did you, what did you feel like? That was the, to be honest with you, that was the worst part of the whole thing. Because you feel you know, kind of out of it. And you don't know exactly what's, what's going on. And then you finally get, gain your bearings. And you look down and you have this big wrapped thing down there that was your leg and your knee. Uh, and you feel, okay, now what? You yeah. Know? And then t- in two hours. And then they transfer me over to the to the uh, the suites. Yeah, you're in the recovery room. Uh, and the crazy thing is we call it discharge. You're in the recovery room two hours. We literally, because you get up and walk in the recovery room, we literally discharge you out the back door, bring you back in the front door. Right? That, that actually happened. Right. And then you get into the recovery suite, right? And you now you walk in. First impressions of the recovery suite. Oh, first impression of the recovery suite. Oh, this is cool. This is not bad. I mean, this is a lot of room, and I had seen it before. I've taken a tour before. Oh, that's right. I knew what it looked like. You knew what it looked like. And uh, it was, okay, I've got this big chair here that I can kind of lay into. And that, and they switched me into that, and then, then I said, now what? You know, but uh, when, when am I going to get up and start? When am I going to get up and start the rest of this? Well, we do like to feed but, you first. Oh yeah, right? so and, and, and and you know they come in with a, a menu. What would you like to have? See, and they give you the menu and you order off the menu and you're saying, well, I'm not really that hungry. Yeah, I am. I guess I am that hungry. You know, when they bring you the food, you really do become that, that hungry. So you you become very comfortable. You know, at that point, it's not again. It's not a hospital. It's it's it, you're really taken care of, and there are three nurses down the hall. That at the press of a button, one of them is there in a matter of seconds. One of my big downfalls, and when I started this ten years ago, three thousand patients ago, was responsiveness. Right, getting that getting in that room because the biggest complaint is, I'm starting to feel the pain, right, and you hit that button. You don't have 30 minutes. You want you want the medicine now, so it works in 30 minutes. And you know the biggest thing about our this under five pain program is when that pain gets to a six. Our goal is to get on top of you, figure out that mix. That's why you're here for two days. Not only to walk around everywhere, not only for us to feed you great food, but also to find that mix of pain medicine, which you obviously didn't take very long. But what's going to work when I get home? Right. Right. How am I going to get through? Because that second day is tough. Right, you woke up second day, numbing block starts to wear off. Yeah, what did you What did you think? Second day, uh, the, the second day was tough for a few minutes because then you know uh, we tried. I can't remember what we tried first. It was a, it was a, probably a, Percocet. A pill. Or yeah, a pill. it was a pill. Then uh, the nurse came back and then said, "How's your pain?" You know, and I, which I didn't I didn't anticipate that. Yeah, I anticipated that she was, I was she was going to wait till I called her. Did. <laughs> came back to check on me and said, okay, how's your pain now? Uh, it's still there. Okay, we're going to try a shot. Gave me the shot. Then I was okay. Yeah, then you're cruising. Right. Yeah. And they, now that's the second day because the first day, you don't feel anything. Right. And you're, you're feeling quite confident, quite really, to sit. I can get do through this. this. I can get, yeah, I can get up. I can walk down the hallway. I can do this. So I'm okay. The second day is when you, know, you start feeling the pain. And then uh, by the time I was discharged, on Wednesday, yeah, I was fine. Uh, the only thing I had was some stiffness and the ability to get my leg into the car. <laughs> and uh, once I was home, actually, I had you know, with the home health care coming, uh, physical therapist, but also the nurse. Uh, I took pain medication one time. One time. That was it. Okay. And that right. wasn't even just, a strong pain medication. Just, just for everybody that's out there. 
he's uh, got pain tolerance uh, insane. <laughs> okay, so well, so one pill, you know, most you know, people take some pills the first several days, if not up to the couple of weeks, mm. sp- spreading them out a little bit. But a lot of people don't like the way they make you feel. So they find every other way not to take the pain medicine, right? The two, two hardest things uh, about knee replacement, I think, sleep and constipation, right? Constipation <laughs> was more of a ch- challenge for me than pain was. Which is totally, and there's nothing better than d- the day two poop. And everybody's right. like, hey, that's right? exactly it. All of a sudden you're like, yeah, we could do this. Oh, you forgot all about your knee till you had that poop. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, we are all. Physical therapist comes in, hey, I pooped. You know, I said, no. So I'm okay. So it was the experience has been good. Three weeks at home, and then finally we have our visit, and you come in, and of course you walk in like a stud. You got your no, you know, no made no cane. I can't remember, but I remember walking in, checking that X-ray. What did you think when you saw that X-ray? I always watch people's eyes when I pull the X-ray up. I watch. What did, what did you think? Now you got a straight leg because your leg was sticking out to the side. Right. It was a little bent. It was a little discombobulated. So what did you think when you saw that X-ray? The first thing I saw, what is that shiny part right there? <laughs> and you explained to me what it was. Then I started seeing, okay, and it is straight. That is straight. And, and then, you know, my wife is there with me, and she's saying, when are we going to get the other one done? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm going to wait a few months now. What? Yeah. You know, it, but it, made, still, it yeah. makes sense, but it looked, it looked stable. It felt stable. Yeah. And then the X-ray kind of reinforces that. Yeah, it reinforces that it really is replaced and it's it's repaired and you know and you're okay. And you and after that visit, we got you an outpatient PT, which you crushed. But when do you think, in that first three months, because we saw each other again in three months, and that was an incredible visit. But when because that's why we have two visits, three weeks to see if you still like us, mm-hmm. three months to get a hug. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, right. by that point, we're looking for hugs, <laughs> so that's our goal. But when was the first time in that three months that you thought, I think I can get out and golf. I think I can get out and do things. Well, And you, crazy about work, uh, taking care of those kids in three square, and God bless you. Um, when do you think you started to feel like, I got this? Well, actually, uh a week or so after I was home. Is that right? And I said, to it, because I, I aggravated my wife, really, because I was sitting at my desk. Yes. Yeah. And actually doing That's work you. and taking calls and that kind of stuff. Uh, and I shouldn't have been, you know, I should have not done that. I should not have had my knee bent that long and all that sort of stuff for, for obvious reasons. But I felt, you know, extremely confident. And I, I actually gave up using a walker sooner than I might have otherwise. Uh, only because of the of the confidence I felt in standing on it. Yeah, stability. Then I was yeah, and then once I started physical therapy, I was working on my my still existing bad knee as, as much as I was my good my repaired knee. Well, because it's, it's it, the physical therapist actually said, you know, the stronger that is when you go into surgery, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And I was able to you know go through physical therapy smoothly and and, and quickly. Well, our three-month visit was awesome, and you felt great, and everything was awesome. And uh, I got to tell you, it, it, this is the first time we're really talking with a patient about their experience because we really want to share the real stories. Okay, I can tell a story all day long um, after doing eight or nine thousand of these things, but to hear you guys tell it is 
just so real what goes on day to day. I'm not at your house, right? I see you three weeks and three months. So thanks so much for, for today, yeah. sharing your story with everybody else. Yeah. And uh, the last thing is, can't wait to do that other knee. <laughs> yes, that's right. All right. Just thanks, Frank, thanks, Frank, very much. Okay, thank you.